The contents of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, welcome to another edition of Health Kick. I'm Tim Borum. Uh, today we're talking about kids' nutrition, uh, which is a hot topic in both the developed and developing world. Um, now, we're not so much talking about food availability, which of course is, is an important topic, uh, but the nutrition gaps in uh, modern diets, which uh, might lead to problems such as uh, delayed growth uh, development. Uh, kids' uh, dietary supplements, uh, it, it's a big uh, industry, and one player is the ASX-listed Nutritional Growth Solutions, or NGS, which has created clinically proven supplements to support growth development in kids. A quirk of NGS is that it listed here in 2020, but the key products were developed by Schneider Medical Centre, Israel's biggest kids' hospital, over a 20-year period. NGS is selling globally already, including in China, where there are a lot of kids, of course, and recently struck a deal to sell its Healthy Heights protein range via Walmart, uh, the big US retailer. On the financial front, the company has raised just under $3.5 million in a placement to fund further growth. Now, I've got with me NGS Chief Executive Leron Fendel, uh, to tell us more. So um, welcome, Leron. Hi, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. First up, to, just to start at the start, which we always do, um, for, for those who, who don't know NGS uh, very well, are you able to recap on, on the company uh, in terms of the types of uh, products uh, you offer your customers? Of course. So Nutritional Growth Solutions is a premium kids nutrition company. We developed clinically proven and patented nutritional pediatric products that are scientifically formulated by doctors to support growth development in children. And there are different formulas in our product range called, um, called Healthy Heights, which have a mix of protein, vitamins, and minerals that are blended into a delicious shake and nutrition bars suited to different development stages and needs of children. Now we produce our products in facilities in the US and in New Zealand and sell them globally, as you said, in the US, China, Italy, Canada, Israel just started also selling into South Korea. And we're moving into more markets in Southeast Asia. What's your biggest market at the moment? US by far. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, can, can you tell me why why, why we need supplements? In, in other words, it, people have had kids for thousands of years and um, basically it's been okay, but uh, there's obviously an issue with modern diets uh, lacking something or uh, do uh, genetics also come in, in, into play as well? Well, it definitely does. So I can tell you maybe a little bit about myself and my children. So um, I can tell you that when my older son, when he was just born, uh, we were really struggling with his picky eatiness. So, I mean, obviously we offered him all sorts of foods, um, but he just was, he just 
didn't want to eat anything other than like chicken nuggets and fries and um, and this kind of stuff. And um, obviously, this is a struggle that many parents are experiencing. So to answer your question, um, if your child is willing to have a balanced, diverse diet, then they don't need supplements. Not every child needs um, need supplements. And if they can get enough vitamins and minerals through their nutrition, that's the perfect situation to be in. However, in some situations, your kids aren't getting enough nutrition out of their just regular meals. So in these cases, getting supplements will be advised. Yes, okay, okay. And it sounds like you have to make the um, supplements both uh, nutrition, n- nutritional, uh, obviously, but, but they sort of have to taste okay as well. Well, they have to taste better than okay because we're dealing with yes. picky eaters. So we really can't compromise on taste. Yes, yes, okay. And you've also got a, a quiet range, haven't you, um, called Kid Shakes? Yes, so we have. We are now offering all sorts of different formulas. Our hero product, so to speak, is our Healthy Heights Grow Daily Three Plus, which is a premium formula designed for children three to nine years old to support their height growth specifically. And this formula was clinically tested and clinically proven to um, to improve height growth in children three to nine years old. We actually saw that the kids in the clinical study who had Grow Daily 3+, they grew about 25% more in height during 12-month period than the children in the control group who got just milk powder. Okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sort of looking at some material here which, which, which suggests that in 80% of cases, uh, the height, your height is determined by, by genetics, so it doesn't matter what you eat, it's all predetermined. But in 20% of, of cases, it's, it's um, related to uh, micro and, and macronutrients. So, so in other words, in, five, in, in one out of five cases, which is quite a bit, a growth, uh, you mightn't be uh, as, as tall as, as you should be. So it's actually even more complex than that. So if you look at our growth at our final height, it is determined in every child about 80% by their genetics and about 20% by their nutrition. So you could almost look at it like every child is born with a range um, for their height. So, and that range will be determined by the, um, by the genetics. So some kids will be um, between 165 and 170 meters. One will be more lucky and will be between 190 and 195. So this range we can't really affect. But where you fall within this range, this is what we can manipulate through very targeted nutrition. Mm, okay. And in terms of the problem you're tackling, are, are we mainly or, or solely talking about uh, growth development or, or other uh, other factors or, or height as, as opposed to other uh, development? Yes. So we now also offer a product for kids 10 years old and up that we um, shown in clinical studies to support also muscle mass. So it's really great for children who are more active and are looking um, to get better at sports. We're now also developing a new product that's specifically targeted for children who are doing a lot of sports because what we're seeing is that these children Many of them, um, they're looking for some supplements. They know that nutrition really helps with sports performance, but what they're doing is they would be buying products that were developed for um, adults, and these products either won't do anything for them because they're just not adults, or it would in sometimes harm them because it's not suitable for them. 
So we develop products that are tailored specifically for children um, who are very active and are looking for a supplement to support them as they're doing more sport. Okay, no, that's that's great. Um, and and do you do you make claims in in relation to the uh, products, but being brain food as well? Not as of now. We haven't done any clinical study um, regarding um, cognition um, for now. Okay. Maybe something uh, something down the track. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, great. Now, a lot of people will be wondering um, sort of how the IP from Schneider ended up in, in, in NGS and um, why NGS uh, ended up listed in Australia. So perhaps you could talk us through that. Of course. So first of all, the products and the clinical data was developed at Schneider's by the doctors before there was even NGS. However, at some point, the the hospital realized there's a commercial potential there. So the hospital decided to create NGS as a company. And this is also when I joined the company. And we created NGS as a company that was owned by the hospital. And the hospital just transferred all of the IP to that company. The hospital still is the biggest shareholder in NGS. Now, why we decided to go um, into the ASX is, a, is another um, story. And this, regard, this relates more to the fact that after we started selling in the US in 2018, we looked at our customers and we saw that many of them were actually coming from China. And we knew there would be a huge demand for a product like ours in the Chinese market. And we looked at how we can expand our operations into China and Southeast Asia. So we knew that Australia had a great reputation and with many other companies already quite successful selling into China. So we looked at Australia as a gateway into the um, into Asia for us. And this is why we decided to list on the ASX and also now have a team in Sydney who manages our sales into China and the um, Asia Pacific. Yeah, okay. And on that note, uh, how have you been faring with China, given that um, Australia's relationship with China has been strained uh, somewhat to uh, to say the least over the last uh, couple of years. <laughs> yes, so actually we are we're now selling into China through um cross-border e-commerce. So this means mm-hmm. we're only selling online on Tmall as well as on other platforms, but we're also working with some great distributors um like Chemist Warehouse China and others, and are always working to improve our strategy and operations in the region. Yeah, okay, okay. It's obviously a, a huge market, China, but it's uh, it's perennially uh, difficult to crack, isn't it? It is. This is why we want to make sure that we're doing it um, in a smart manner. We also recently started working with Peter Osborne, who was the um, general manager of Blackmore's um, into um, China. And he's really also giving us a lot of insights and working with us on our strategy. We just want to make sure that we get the execution right in this region. Okay. Okay, great. Um, I guess at uh, this juncture, we should uh, mention uh, Dave, Dave Fenlon, your chairman who uh, has a background at Blackmores as well as uh, BWX uh, in the skincare space. But um, I, uh, I imagine the, uh, the Blackmores uh, experience would, be, uh, would come in very handy. Absolutely. So we're thrilled to have David Fenlon now as our chairman. And he brings on a ton of experience as well as connections that are really helpful in both China, but also in the US. Okay, great. In terms of the ASX, can you tell us a bit more about uh, 
why you chose the uh, ASX. Uh, you, you, you mentioned China, and that's um, and that's fine. I, I presume, like a lot of other Israeli companies, over the past few years, you viewed the the ASX as a a generally uh, amenable place to uh, to raise funds. Yes, and honestly, we really like um, being traded on the ASX. We feel like it's a great stock exchange. I mean, I think that for a company like ours, probably because we're, we're too small for stock exchanges like NASDAQ, for example, but the ASX is a really reputable um, stock exchange to be listed on. It gives us credibility and also this access that we wanted into the Asia Pacific. Mm, okay. Okay. And I, I guess you, you've sort of have just tested the, the access to funding with the um, uh, capital raising, which you did recently. Who uh, it was a placement? Who, who were the backers uh, of that one? So the backers of that one were mostly our existing shareholders as well as some new shareholders, um, mostly sophisticated and some institutionals as well. And how much does uh, Schneider, the uh, the hospital, how, how much do, do they hold now? So they hold approximately fifteen percent in the company right now. Okay, and does that does that change with the raising? Did did they participate? No, they got diluted. Right, okay, they got slightly diluted. Okay, okay, terrific. In in terms of uh, your raw materials, unless I'm mistaken, um, they're they're dairy based, and there's a few uh, issues with costs with dairy because of the shortage of milk, uh, basically. So um, I'm just wondering how how you're faring uh, with that uh, supply chain and input costs, and uh, also logistics side, I guess. Yeah, and you would be correct. I mean, we have struggled quite a bit in the first four months of 2022 with our supply chain. So for the first four months of the year, we um, didn't have enough inventory and we couldn't get enough access to our raw materials, mostly whey protein, which is indeed milk-based, as well as some milk powder. Um, Fortunately, this has now been resolved. We secured raw materials from um, Fonterra, both in New Zealand and in the U.S., and um, now have enough inventory um, and and enough raw materials to also support our expansion in the U.S. And, and have you been able to put up prices to uh, compensate for the increased uh, input costs? We have increased pricing a little bit um, in the U.S., but haven't done so um, to... Um, kind of mitigate all of the increases in costs. But what we are seeing right now is that costs are coming down again. So hopefully um, it will be better in the next few months of the year. Okay, okay. So when you say costs are coming down, are you uh, are you mainly talking about the US or, or, or generally? So when you look at um, milk and um, there, it, it's mostly global. So when we see costs coming up and down, it's usually global. Mm, mm. In terms of your financials, you uh, turned over about seven hundred and fifty-five thousand US dollars in the June quarter. So let let's say I'm a million dollars Aussie, and so uh, I guess that's four million dollars a year as a as a run rate. Is that about right? Is is that what uh, investors should expect? You're sort of a four million dollar a year turnover business at the moment. No, so actually, as um, as you've seen, we just announced our expansion into um, Walmart brick and mortar in the U.S. and are working hard to expand into more retailers in the U.S. this year. Um, so we are looking to expand quite significantly in the second half of 2022. 
Oh, okay. And uh, have, have you put any uh, numbers around that or have you made any uh, specific guidance? No, I think we're just starting now with Walmart and other retailers. So um, as we as we start getting some more POs, we'll know better. But obviously, um, we'll get the September quarter out and um, we should see a nice bump um, in sales already. Okay, okay, terrific. In terms of the size of the market, it, it, it's actually bigger than the infant formula market, isn't it? It's bigger and it's actually growing faster these days. It's amazing. And I think it's because mm. um, we're seeing some decline in birth rates um, in many countries around the world. So infant formula is not growing as rapidly as uh, what we call grow-up milk, um, which is um, the toddler beverages for children one year old and up. And we're actually saying for kids two years old and up. Mm. I guess that demographic trend might might catch up with you eventually too, if there are fewer <laughs> if there are fewer babies being born, particularly in China. Um, Correct. Yeah. Correct. But we're seeing this also spread into more and more um, ages. So if in the past um, pe- people would just buy their one or two year old um, children um, a toddler beverages, we're now seeing more and more people understanding that even at the age of six or eight or 10 or 12, um, kids can still use that support um, in nutrition. Yes. Okay. Okay. Terrific. Um, Who are your key competitors? I would say probably our key competitor is Pediasure by Abbott Nutrition. Does, uh, do do you, uh, do you compete with Blackmores? They're not really in that market, are they? (laughs) I guess you you can say so in a broader um, way, but we are really focused on kids' nutrition. And um, I don't think this is really a um, big focus point for um, Blackmores. No, no, I think you're you're right. Uh, Finally, but perhaps can I just ask you just to sort of outline what what investors uh, should should look out for and um, if, if you'd sort of like to add any other observations? Of course. So I think if you look at the next six to 12 months in NGS, um, we'll continue to execute on what we call our three pillar growth plan. And this means more products, more geographies and more sales channels. Now, the biggest thing for us in the next six months definitely is going to be the retail expansion in the U.S., I mean, since we started selling in 2018, we've almost exclusively been selling online. So everything you see up until now in our sales numbers, it's almost exclusively the um, um, sales of our Healthy Heights product in the U.S. online. Now that we're expanding into retail shelves, I think this is going to be quite a, quite a transformational um, time for NGS because while I personally love Um, e-commerce and online sales. I love all the data. I love the um, connection that you get with your customers. I still realize that the the mass market is still in retail, even in 2022, even post-COVID, still the mass is in retail. So being able to offer our products in retail in the U.S. is going to be um, transformational for us. Mm, mm. And and if you've got if you've got something like Walmart, you know, with 403 stores or uh, you, there'll be 403 stores stocking your products. Well, then that sort of creates uh, a few economies of scale, doesn't it? Absolutely. And keep in mind, Walmart actually has more than 4,000 stores in the US. Mm. 
So yeah. um, if we're successful, um, we can look to expand into more retail, more Walmart stores. And this is just one account. I mean, there are others like um, Target and um, Kroger's and others um, that also have thousands of stores in the U.S. So obviously, if we um, if we're able to scale that and get a few more accounts, then we're talking about a totally different company um, in a year time. So this is definitely the biggest thing for us these days, in addition to adding more products to our range, as well as expanding into more geographies, mostly Southeast Asia. Okay, terrific. Well, that's great. You've obviously got some pretty big uh, growth plans there. And the key thing is that you've uh, you, you've now got the, the cash to fund it, which, which in this market is crucial. It is. Yes, so it looks like you're well equipped. Leron, uh, thank you very much. It was uh, it was great to talk and look forward to chatting next time. Thank you so much, Tim. It was lovely speaking to you today. Mm-hmm.